I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better. And it is part of the Get a Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 219 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss reboots in podcasting. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we have a whole bunch of podcast news, including one piece about Pinecast. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we get all lovey-dovey as we take a poll about podcasting at Valentine's from our lovely listeners. Lauren, you are the loveliest of us all. Start the show now. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to an all new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen Jondru, and I am pleased to say that SP's here this week. Hey, SP, nice of you to join me for once. Yeah, Stephen, it is great to be back. It's been two weeks since we recorded a numbered episode, and I've been itching to get back into the podcast studio for another regular episode of Better Podcasting. You know, I, I understand that you actually go into your podcast studio on a daily basis because there's all sorts of things that you do in your studio because it's also like a bill paying, paying station. So I don't know what you mean. Like you're in your studio all the time. Yeah, but it's not decked out in better podcasting. I don't have the mic in front of me. Don't have the mic flag. I don't have the backdrop behind me. It's just a regular office and I just turned it into a recording studio I, as your request, actually, it come to think about it, four years ago when we started to do this, you're like, SB, you need to be a little bit more professional here. I'm a, I, I really like the video and I really want to do the video. So you got to get professional. The one thing that you haven't made me do is wear the in-ear monitors. And I appreciate that. Well, I know that you have all sorts of issues from using them, uh, both actual practical things that stop you from doing that. And also you just don't like them. So I'm quite kind to you. You know, I'm glad that you appreciate how much I appreciate you. The more appreciation that we can give me, the better. Don't necessarily hate in-ear monitors. I just can't use them as you pointed out. Anyway, in the past two weeks, we've been kind of busy outside of the studio. We've actually been creating additional content. Like we said, we would do on better podcasting 217. Uh, if you go to betterpodcasting.com, you'll find a couple of new articles in there. Steven, you wrote one titled How Chrome's Upcoming Insecure Downloads May Affect Your Podcast. And I wrote an article and I actually filmed a video about how long it takes to create extra content. Yeah, if you want to check that out, it's betterpodcasting.com. Uh, we're just going to keep creating things like this, more resources for you. And as we said before, we're looking for your feedback. What makes it the most sortable? What's the easiest features that we could try to give you to make the browsing experience better? Let us know. Email podcast at betterpodcasting.com or, you know, just go over to betterpodcasting.com and leave a comment there if you want. We would love to have your feedback and suggestions on the website. Also, SP, 
Your videos that you have been doing lately have been on point. If you're not following us on social media, you definitely should. Uh, we've got lots of different places that we SP has been largely posting videos. Just little snippets here and there. And I think you should definitely uh, check those out because you get to see another side of SP. Like literally half the time the camera's on his side. So it's a new side to SP. Oh, I see. You're giving me tips now on the air, <laughs> on live as we're recording about my extra content. Thank you very much. <laughs> SP, what is something that a lot of people say about the early days of podcasting? My early days of podcasting? Yeah, yeah it sucks. The early episodes, you know, the big booming bass voice and the inability to talk on microphone. Yeah, there's an old adage that no matter how experienced you are, one day you'll look back at your early episodes and think that they sucked. In some ways, this is a bit of a shame because you only have one chance to create your show the first time. Right? Right, Stephen? No. Hold it right there, Mr. Pioneer. There are sometimes other opportunities for you to redo your early days of podcasting because you may consider doing a podcast reboot. For those of you that aren't familiar with the term reboot, essentially it's when you take something and you do it over or bring it back new again usually with a little bit of a different twist. This is common in TV and movies. For example, there, were a, there was a very, very long period where the Star Trek franchise was dead, and then they decided to bring it on back. Or how many different TV shows are you seeing right now that are coming on back being rebooted? This is uh, something that not all reboots are done the same, but they all kind of have the same general concept. It's Mostly just the idea of something has ended and now there is a desire to bring it back, sometimes involving a fresh take on an old concept. Like you could potentially just be continuing the old concept or you might be more of doing like a pass the torch type thing, but they all share the same commonality that you're bringing back something that has ended. And while this is not so common in podcasting, this is something that you may end up considering doing, especially as your podcasting endeavors go on and you change podcasts or you end podcasts, you might consider doing a reboot of a podcast. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about some of the reasons you might consider doing a reboot of a podcast, some considerations that you might have when you're thinking about doing a podcast reboot, why you may not want to necessarily do a reboot or some of the challenges you might have as well what our general personal thoughts are about doing a podcast reboot. And we're not talking about doing a podcast about the classic kids animated show called Reboot. No, that's not happening. I didn't even know there was a show called Reboot. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off talking about some of the reasons you may want to think about rebooting a podcast concept. The first is obvious. You did a podcast, you ended it, or it pod faded. Now you have a desire to cover the material all over again. For example, Stephen has talked about before that he used to do a podcast about the TV show The Walking Dead with a past guest of Better Podcasting, Chris Farrell, and another podcaster named Steve Boyd, right? Two Steves on the same podcast. It's a little bit confusing. I mean, one, 
used a PH in their name, one used a V, but that's not really discernible on a podcast. So very confusing. So, so basically what it, you're saying is that that podcast was destined to fail because there was two Steves on the same podcast. Is that right? Well, if one of the Steves was you, then yes, that's fair, what I'm saying. Fair enough. Okay. I've heard that lots. Well, the show did end because all of them were struggling to enjoy doing this particular podcast. This was because The Walking Dead TV show was becoming a struggle for them to enjoy. But The Walking Dead has changed since then, the TV show. And for Steven, well, our Steven, the one with PH, he has been enjoying the TV show more. The thought has actually crossed his mind about rebooting the Walking the Walking Dead podcast. Steven, have you decided to do that? No, uh, I, I decided against it for many different reasons. I, I won't get into all of them, but the thought did definitely cross my mind. But another idea that you might consider rebooting a podcast is because you want to take it from a different angle on a podcast that you used to do. For example, I have talked about how I used to do the podcast called Voices of Defiance. It was a podcast that discussed the TV show Defiance that was on the Sci-Fi channel. When the TV show ended, so did the podcast. Steven, for instance, has never watched Defiance. While this has not been an actual consideration, we've not talked about this. Theoretically, I could consider rebooting Voices of Defiance as a rewatch podcast where I help guide Steven through the rewatch. And I need as much help as I can get from USP. We've established that many times. Yes, especially when it comes to Defiance. It was a great show. Maybe we should do this sometime. And now, now that we've talked about it in the open, it's a possibility. But anyway, perhaps you just want to take a totally different delivery approach to a podcast topic that you really enjoy doing. Let's use this show, Better Podcasting, as an example. We're a talking head podcast. We talk about podcasting topics and topics to do with podcasting. And sometimes we talk about the talking heads, right? Sometimes, like I just said, how a terrible podcaster you are. Yeah. <laughs> we also are a co-hosted show where we both split delivering information. So the next time that I fire Steven, he might consider rebooting Petter Podcasting as a solo podcast where he covers the same general concept of podcast advice, but instead using highly produced interviews to help tell the story. That's a consideration. I guess so. So you're already planning to fire me next. Way to go. I think it's a foregone conclusion. It happens once or twice a year. <laughs> Another reason that we want to mention is one that you might not necessarily consider a reboot, but we know that if we don't mention it now, people will call us out on that. It's taking the same idea of a show that you're doing, but doing an entirely new show altogether. Usually there'd be a little bit of a change when you're doing this, perhaps something like a change of co-host. But the idea is that you're you're doing a new version of the show you're already doing. And we'll kind of touch a little bit on some of the considerations that you might have a little bit later. Yeah, a final reason we'll mention is that if you've heard a podcast that you really enjoyed and you've romanticized it or you just really enjoyed it, you could want to reboot it. For me, this could, for example, be the first podcast I was ever on called Galactic Water Cooler. This was not a show that I owned or could claim ownership of. However, if for whatever reason I wanted to go ahead and rewatch the 2003 version of Battlestar Galactica and do a podcast on it, I could attempt to reboot that show. 
Now, there are a ton of considerations with this concept of a reboot. Some of them are legal. Some of them are infrastructure. And you will have to deal with all of them. But this concept of a reboot is one that many podcasters or future podcasters do think about and one that we want to address as well. More information about this later. So let's go ahead and move on to some other considerations that you might have. One of the first things that we think is worth mentioning when you're considering a reboot is what is different about this time and why do you think that's going to work? As reboots focus around the idea of a similar concept with enough changes to bring something back or bring it into a new form, it's important that you consider why you think this reboot's going to work. For example, are you offering something new this time that's going to solve some of the challenges or the issues or the struggles that you had with the previous version? This is especially important when you're rebooting a podcast that's still active. With a reboot that involves a currently dead podcast, there's a chance you could have motivators just purely based off of time. For example, some time has come and gone and you miss talking about a subject or people have maybe been reaching out and missing that podcast, but it's a little different when you're trying to bring something back in more of a current form. And a good example of this would be, let's look at something like the Starling Tribune podcast. That's the podcast that SP, Chris, and Michelle just wrapped up recently. It was all covering the CW Aero TV show. Let's say that SP, instead of ending that, decided he wanted to go and reboot that into a whole new show that continues talking about CW shows. For example, something like the Legends of Tomorrow show or The Flash, but still keep the same name, the RSS feed, the URL, the domain, all of these things, but possibly using different co-hosts or maybe wants to take it a new step, involve a new owner. This is something that as he goes through, he's going to have to go and consider the fact that neither Chris or Michelle are interested in continuing doing this show. That was sort of the decision that was made. None of them wanted to do it, but for argument's sake, let's say SP wanted to continue here. And what's he going to do to reboot the Starling Tribune into a show that the listeners are going to keep listening to and check out as it continues to talk about coverage of the CW comic book shows uh, over on the CW? And how is that going to translate compared to what he had before when it was a completely different crew that was on there? Again, people like the crew that's on there. So rebooting into a whole new concept and a new crew is a whole other set of considerations. Now, to be clear, SP, you've had no discussions about this at all, I don't think. And this is something that you're still not interested in, but we were just putting it as a hypothetical, right? Exactly. There's been no discussions with any of the co-hosts and I have had no desire whatsoever to do this. This is simply put in as an example of rebooting a show that is recently wrapped and then changed into something else. Moving on, it's also a good idea, though, to consider the reasons why you ended the show or want to end your previous version of the show. If you've ended a podcast or are considering ending a podcast, there are reasons for it. There's something that you didn't like about your podcast that caused you to go ahead and end it. Are those reasons still within the realm of possibility for your reboot? And if so, how are you going to actually overcome them? For example, if you stopped doing a podcast because it was too much work to produce, what are you going to change to make it less work? 
Perhaps your downloads weren't where you wanted them. Why do you think they'll be different this time? If you don't and you're happy with what you had before, why are you happy with it this time? Which brings us to our next point. What are your expectations for rebooting the show? We've talked about in the past about setting realistic expectations for your podcast. But if you're bringing a show back, it's important that you try to not look too much through your nostalgia goggles and only seeing the roses. It's important that you try to put that nostalgia aside for a minute and set yourself some realistic expectations. If you don't, you could find that warm, fuzzy feeling of nostalgia is replaced by the cold, bitter taste of Canadian beer. I mean, failure. (laughs) But another thing that we think you should consider is how you're going to promote your reboot. When you're rebooting a podcast, there's kind of some special promotion considerations that we think that you should have. How are you going to capitalize on the days of old, the past, while also representing the future? It's important that you ensure that however you're promoting, you're also respecting your listeners with that representation. You don't want to mislead people to think this is going to be exactly like it was last time if you are making changes. And again, generally when you're rebooting things, there is some level of change. Now, depending on how you answered some of these previous questions, you also may need to decide how much of your previous version you want to bring in to the new reboot. For example, are you utilizing the same graphics or production elements, or are you going to pretty much do it new, but take a little bit of taste of the old days, just, you know, sort of inspired by the old elements? If you look at some of the TV reboots that are currently out there, you're going to find that some have done a completely fresh take, brand new intros, completely different. However, some have just done a modern version of the intro of old. You know, it's something that as you reboot your podcast, you want to really take a look at that and say, how much of the old version do I want to keep in the new version? Another consideration to have is what RSS feed are you using? If you still have access to your previous one, are you rebooting it on there or are you starting a new one? If you go on your old one, there's a chance somebody could still be subscribed to it. You could potentially get those listens, but there's also potential baggage. For example, if you're doing something that is different now, what happens when the listener goes to the old catalog? But also from a technical consideration, what happens if some directories have flagged your feed as inactive? How are you going to get it updated in these places as active? There's also the part of a inappropriate feed or an adult feed versus a clean feed. So you have to look at those considerations. There's also another consideration with the RSS feed location, which takes us to our last consideration is that we think you should have is a big one. Are you legally able to reboot the show? We've talked before about how agreements should be made before starting a show. If you're rebooting the show, how does this agreement play? Basically, who owns the content that you created before? Or if you're rebooting somebody else's show, who owns that content? We're not lawyers, but keep in mind that there could be legal troubles if you're using a property with somebody that you had a previous agreement with but isn't involved anymore, or like I said, is an agreement that somebody else had and you don't have anymore. In the case of the aforementioned Galactica water cooler podcast, I'd have to go ahead and get the previous uh, hosts and stakeholders 
to reboot the show, I'd have to get their permission. I would use the same graphics, the URL, and the RSS feed. That's all a permissions thing or an ownership thing or both. Not to mention that there's an entire fan base out there that would have to buy into it. Does the buy-in always happen? No. Let's look at commercial TV properties. Star Trek, when TNG came out in the 80s, you had some fans from the original series that didn't buy into it. You had more recently, sticking with the Star Trek examples, the J.J. Abrams reboot of Star Trek from the original series and the TNG timeline to this new, we'll just call it the J.J. Abrams timeline. There's people that didn't buy into that. Let's go with the Galactica water cooler example that I gave. There was people that were into the 70s and 80s version of Battlestar Galactica that did not buy into the 2003 version of Battlestar Galactica. We could go on and on with examples here, but you get the idea. This is absolutely a consideration for when you want to reboot a show and see if you can get the return on investment, ROI, whatever that is that you are looking for. This could be a continue a community that's been ongoing. You could maintain an existing listener base. And yes, you could even monetize the show, although we do not discuss that monetization on this show. So what is our thoughts about the concept of a general reboot? First, as two guys that have closed several podcasts in the past, we have had many, many years of fun times with these shows that we've closed up. And we definitely understand that desire to go back. We can relate. At various times, as we mentioned a couple times in here, we've considered possibly rebooting or bringing back a show in one way or another, and sometimes even from a remote distance, i.e. sort of turning the keys over to the show a bit. We completely understand why someone would want to consider doing a reboot of a podcast. The chances are that you put a ton of time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears into that podcast, and now that it's not around, what do you have? You have a show? that's dead or a show that's dying if you're thinking about rebooting a current podcast. That's ultimately what you've got right now is a dead show or a dying show. So we can understand why it could be very tempting to see that come back in some new form, bring some form of life into that podcast. Again, we understand. But when we're looking at sort of podcast endeavors, ultimately, we think if you're thinking about rebooting a podcast, it's probably worth considering alternative ideas first and sort of see how those stack up against that idea of rebooting a podcast. It can be really hard to spark the magic that you used to have with your podcast, and that could yield a real big disappointment. There are so many different possibilities out there for podcasting topics. We think it's worth considering a new idea first. Remember, your podcast didn't work or isn't working for a reason. There's a reason that you ended it. And a new idea is completely fresh to you and can sometimes offer you a bit of a way, better way to grow as a podcaster than bringing back an old one. Because again, it's new to you. But we're also not saying that you shouldn't do the reboot, right, SB? Yeah, we're just saying that if you found that you have time to bring something back, you should at least see how new ideas stack up. Go through the motions of planning something else that sparks your interest and then see how you feel on that versus rebooting an old show. If you're still wanting to reboot, then it might be time to actually do the reboot. But you might find that your drive to reboot is mostly coming from a place of nostalgia or a place of familiarity. You may actually 
just have a desire to do something new. So you should probably do that something new instead and leave the rebooting to a next generation 20 years down the road. And also look forward to better podcasting colon strikes back with SP because he's rebooting it soon. This is the better podcasting download. We have several news stories that we're going to try to get through today. The first is a announcement from Pinecast in that their starter plan is going up in price. This was an announcement made by Matt Basta on February 12th. And this starter plan was originally $5 a month. And it on February 29th, for new subscriptions only, it will go up to $10 a month. Now, existing customers will be unaffected unless your subscription is canceled and there's a new referral credit increase as well from $10 to $20. Now, Stephen, we've covered Pinecast before. They're an interesting podcast host provider because they allow for multiple feeds underneath one account. And we have covered them before. And you have some interesting thoughts about this. You know, I'm really excited to see this. And I, I know that that's weird for me to say I'm excited about more mo- having to spend more money. But if you recall back to when I've talked about Pinecast in the past, there's been a couple of things that I've got concerns with. And I, I will say, and I've said on social media and a couple other places, that many of the things that I had sort of in my cons list have been solved since there. But one of the things that I personally had difficulties sort of looking at was the fact that they were charging five bucks a month for multiple podcasts. Now, keeping in mind that all podcasters aren't hosting multiple podcasts, but they were charging $5 a month for the ability to host multiple podcasts on the platform, which is very different from some of the big players in the podcast media hosting space. Well, the thing that I was sort of questioning about that was even though they had come out and they had said, we can get by. We got enough business. We got enough business here uh, to be able to make money. If all of a sudden we had certain things drop off, suddenly we would be able to keep going with certain dollars from elsewhere. I'm paraphrasing here. Well, the thing that I had concerns with with that was future growth. Uh, If you want to keep expanding your business in such a crowded space and something that is rapidly changing, you got to have that revenue to be able to keep up. And that was the question that I had. Five bucks a month for one show. Does that leave enough wiggle room to keep evolving in, again, such a rapidly evolving space? And it turns out that it wasn't because in the announcement, there's actually a, a big citation towards this being the reason why they need to do the increase because they have some pretty lofty goals, again, paraphrasing from the announcement. And this is going to give them the ability to do that. So for me... I'm really excited about this because five bucks a month seemed just too low to have that growth. And if this is going to allow them to grow and do bigger things, I'm excited for that. Uh, Again, I think that Pinecast is really one of those ones that we've been keeping our eyes on because there's such huge potential there. You know, one of the things that crosses my mind is they're not an IAB certified platform. I'm sure given all of the things that we've heard about how much is involved with trying to get IAB certified. There's probably a variety of costs involved with that. And hopefully this might possibly lead to them getting IAB certified if that's what they want to be. Uh, Not saying that's in the plan, that's not in the announcement or anything, but that's just my personal 
sort of hopes coming from this that that sort of extra revenue could possibly allow this. Now, if you're somebody that is saying, well, it's five bucks a month, I can't afford 10 bucks a month, you really should sort of step back and look at some of the options. And I have to say, even at 10 bucks a month, having unlimited shows allowed, it's still pretty competitive. Yeah, I'm thinking about, so I don't currently have a Pinecast account. I'm thinking about actually taking the offer for the $5 a month account. I don't have a show in mind for it, but at least I'd have the account there and be able to watch Pinecast through its paces. There's a lot of podcast media hosts out there right now, and Pinecast just happens to be one that we have our eyes on. I, too, am concerned about the IAB certification for the statistics, and one of the reasons why I prefer to use an IAB certified stats provider doesn't necessarily mean that I couldn't use Pinecast because there are other IAB stats provide IAB certified stats providers out there that I could use in conjunction with Pinecast, but I would like the option, I guess, in the future. So we'll see if I, between now and the next episode of Better Podcasting, if I have sprung mm -hmm. for an account or not. And talking about IAB certification, since we recorded last, there have been two notifications of new services that are now IAB certified. Yeah, the first one was Chartable, and the second one was Empire Streaming. SP, I know you're all about both of these here, so I'll let you fill in the gaps. I actually don't know much about Empire Streaming. I know they're out of Pittsburgh, and that's about it. I haven't delved into them, and honestly, in the hobby podcasting realm, I don't know if they're a player or not. I'll have to look into it. The other is Chartable. Chartable the interesting thing about Chartable, they do give a free podcast review service, which does include rankings and ratings. They now have a IAB certified stats providing service. I don't know if the free service is going to include the IAB certified stats or not. That's always a consideration. Like with Limpson, we use Liberated Syndication or Limpson for this show. And when you're looking at the downloads, there are two different versions. There's the IAB certified downloads, and then there's a legacy downloads, and you can toggle back and forth between the two. I don't know if Chartable is going to do the same thing or if they're just going to switch everything over to the certified. No idea, but it's something to look into. By the way, if you want to see links to any of the things that we're talking about in the download, head over to betterpodcasting.com slash 219. The links will be there, including we'll also have a link to the page where you can actually look up compliant uh, people for IAB certified stats. And, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of us who talk about podcasting use the term IAB certified. It's actually not technically called IAB certified. It's called IAB compliant because of the fact that IAP, IAB is the one that is making sure they're compliant. But a lot of people out there have actually called themselves being compliant, even though they're not. So if you Google IAB certified, it doesn't really show up that way because on the IAB website, they call it compliant companies. And again, it's technically on there. And I know there's been some people having troubles Googling. So if you go ahead and check that out, you can see the list of officially compliant companies, IAB compliant companies. Well, just give an example. Podbean has announced that they're IAB compliant. Well, that's great. They're not certified, at least not yet. They might be undergoing the certification process right now. I don't know, but they're not certified yet. Moving on, another 
company that's really big in podcasting right now. They've moved up to number two worldwide is Spotify. There's a couple of news stories about Spotify since we recorded last time. First of all, there was a Medium article. Basically, it wasn't Medium. It was uh, Ruck.ca. And it was saying that Spotify is a prison for podcasts. And you might think, oh, they're talking about behind the paywall stuff, right? Not so much. They were talking about how the API didn't allow to export the data like you used to be able to do with iTunes in order to get your own data from Spotify. Well, I've got a thought about this. Spotify isn't mandated to share their information through an API. And this article to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, but it sounded like a rant for somebody that just wanted to monetize the data for their own purposes. I felt it seemed a little ranty. Okay. And there was another article out there on Spotify purchased the Bill Simmons company Ringer. Now, note, this is not the same as the Ringer app that can record conversations. It's Ringer with an E. This is the company. It's a podcast media company. This is an example of Spotify leveraging already made content in an already made network. It's the same sort of thing they did when they bought uh, Gimlet Media and when they bought Anchor. So they continue to acquire new companies. I have no idea about the profitability of Anchor. I haven't seen any news stories about it, announcements. I haven't gone searching for them on the stock exchange for the uh, stock reports or anything. I think they're a private company. I, I don't know that for sure. But I think this is just another example of bigger companies or companies that have more venture capital are able to gobble other companies up. And that's kind of a little bit of what startups are about, right, Steven? Yeah, uh, I have to say, like, this announcement here sort of triggered me to think a little bit holistically about the, the whole Spotify move into podcasting over the last couple of years. And I have to say, if I was to step back and I was to, to look at all of the podcasting space and choose one company that has me most interested in the future of, it would be Spotify because they have just made so many sort of at first initially weird purchases for weird amounts of money. And then you see them do something out of the other side of the field. And it's just interesting because you know that they've got a plan. They're picking and choosing what they're buying for that big plan. They're not super open about what that plan is, but you're also seeing the plan work. You're seeing more and more people going to Spotify, people talking about Spotify in regards to podcasts. And I'm really excited to sort of see where that plan goes. I've made it no secret for that, that my personal opinion is that Apple's grip on podcasting needed to and still needs to be loosened. And to have another big player do that, like Spotify, I, I like a little more competition. Now that Google Podcasts and Spotify are available on the Android phone, Stephen, I'm wondering if you would care to predict when we'll start to see a more robust tipping point where Apple will not have the grip hold that it does now. I don't know. It's tough to say because I think that a lot of Apple's grip had to do with the fact of where music players started. Like nobody could ever rival them as far as MP3 players went. And so it was such a natural avenue for podcasting, right? 
And so that's where they got such a big grip was based off of their, their stronghold in the music player. And now we kind of have so much dependency with music and things like that based off of our smartphones. So I think it really is going to matter as far as um, where that goes. If all of a sudden we see a big sudden shift with smartphones and Apple's smartphone market share just takes a big, big toss. Well, how are you going to get Apple podcasts on Android? I will say that two years ago, I would never have predicted that a third party like Spotify would be the number two aggregator for podcasts or where people listen to podcasts in the world. I, I wouldn't have called that. I would have said it would have been Google or another big company, uh, Amazon, something like that. But to have Spotify come up, it, it's telling on where the future is. And the future, I think, is where people actually go to listen to their other content as well. As you were mentioning in the past online that's largely been in the Apple architecture, it's more diverse now. So as people continue to migrate off of Apple platforms or invest in other architectures on the Apple platform, like Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, something like that, I think you'll see this more and more. But until then, make sure your podcast is in Apple Podcasts because it's still the big aggregator. A second ago, you mentioned Google Podcasts. And there was some news about Google Podcasts as well. So since you use an Apple phone, you can go ahead and talk about Google Podcasts. <laughs> sure. I actually Googled this literally and went to the homepage of podcasts, which you can find at podcast.google.com. And it looks kind of like the homepage of Apple Podcasts, where you have top podcasts, trending podcasts, top podcasts in society and culture. And I keep seeing the Joe Rogan experience on all of these, but it is a aggregator. Uh, you see all the logos, you see left to right, the different categories. So I think this is going to be interesting, not only for people on mobile, but for people that are on the desktop now and capable of consuming podcasts that way. Google keeps on making little improvements as things go forward. And I think eventually it will start to take hold, especially for people entrenched in the Google architecture, such as yourself. Yeah, you know, I have been someone who really wants to start using Google Podcasts, but they still have gone with that whole streaming model. They've beta tested some people being able to auto download like a traditional podcatcher, but I have not been one of those people. And I, I you know, I look, I look like once or twice a month to see whether... I have the ability to do the auto downloads because if that comes up, I will absolutely switch over to Google Podcasts. No question about that, uh, especially because I am such in the Google infrastructure. I love the idea of it linking to podcast.google.com if I was just by a desktop or whatever, but it just doesn't work for me right now. So again, Google has some reasons to think they're pretty good at anticipating customer needs. But there's a lot of reasons to think that they don't know what podcast consumers want. <laughs> yeah, we'll see as they grow and evolve. It could be a more um, aggregated event through people just saying, hey, Google, this is what we want. And we'll see. Alphabet has never been big into uh, singular development. And by the way, for the, uh, the people who are listening on a smart device or something like that, I'm sorry. Blame Google. SB said a very innocent phrase, and we know that it set off your Google device. I'm sorry. He said a very, very innocent phrase, and you can blame Google for that programming. 
I'm pretty good about the Amazon. I'm sorry. <laughs> so if you got any thoughts about any of these or you want us to talk about something else in the future for our download, please head us up podcast at betterpodcasting.com. That's our email. Head over to betterpodcasting.com. Make a comment on our latest post there or just jump by our live chat at geeks.live, which is on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. If you come over there, we do stream it live. You can see all of the errors made. And if you really feel like it, you can compare how it's all edited together at the end. You can chat with us live. And if you are feeling gutsy, you're feeling really courageous, you can actually watch us on video because we do have a full video companion of this show. And uh, that, that there takes courage. Let's go ahead and move on to the Better Podback. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. Speaking of doing things on video, I'll just go and admit it right now. I made an active decision this week to sort of neglect an element of this show. SP mentioned it. We are doing the show bi-weekly and we do a live stream that on during the off weeks. We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, I was asked over in Discord. So was last week's casual chat not released anywhere? That was from Damien, the DM. And I, I neglected putting it together because I had a stupid <laughs> joke that I needed to put together for the official Gun to Geek show. Uh, it, it's just a joke based on an episode re-recorded. And it was just a fun little way to add a bit of humor. We've talked on this podcast before how we like to do the occasional side content for our podcast that are just for fun, just to add a little extra something, something to someone who wants to watch it or listen to it and just have a little extra fun ourselves. In this case, I actually tried out a, a uh, tool that was in that filmmaker's humble bundle that we talked about uh, a couple months back. And so it was just all sorts of reasons that I decided to do this little joke gag for the official Gunna Geek show. And unfortunately, it had to be timely. So I had to do it right there that weekend. And it did put off me getting the live stream side of things together, the posted live stream side of things for better podcasting. So Damien, I'm sorry. See, Stephen, I figured this was you heeding our not advice and going ahead and tried to stack up 10 podcast episodes before you launched the show. Oh, right. I was supposed to wait for 300 episodes before I launched it. That's right. But yes, eventually the there will be a separate feed and you can listen to the casual chats that we have at betterpodcasting.com. Or live Q&As, whatever you want to call it. I think casual chat, that's a good... Did we call it casual chat or did Damien name it casual chat? I think Johnny mentioned something too last week. There was a few names thrown out in our chat, uh, in our chat room last week. Okay. Well, thank you very much for providing the names for our live Q&A session. It can be the better podcasting coffee chat. I got coffee right here. <laughs> we also had Randy Walker in Discord ask a question. Why 4K? Why cloud transfer instead of loco? And this is referring back to the extra content that I made about the trouble and the extra time that it was taking to create extra content. And I ran down all the reasons. Now, 4K presents a sharper image, definitely on YouTube. I haven't done a Facebook comparison, but I assume the same was true on Facebook. And that is in reference to 1080 versus 4K. I also tried to transfer, and I think we talked about it on the show before, large video files from my iPhone to my PC before, 
And it turns out that there is a data cap for transfer from an iPhone to a PC around two gigabytes. Anything larger than that, and it just doesn't transfer. I've heard this issue is not present for a Mac transfer, but I do not own a Mac. And that was my response to Randy Walker. We also had Anthony Capes on the Couch ask us, has there been an episode on platform exclusive shows and the pros and cons of such or your thoughts in general? I replied and I said, we've discussed it in the download segment before with Luminary in particular. I remembered we did it with Luminary. I was also recently discussing it with Jim Harold, but we haven't had a specific episode of Better Podcasting on it. Are you thinking about going platform specific? And Anthony replied, no, quite the opposite. Just tweeted that we will never go platform exclusive, no matter what happens. I've been reading a lot of teeth gnashing over last podcast on the left going Spotify exclusive. And how the idea of platform exclusive shows flies in the face of how the medium got started. That was uh, actually a lengthy conversation that we had over in the Discord on that. As we hop over to Twitter, we asked a poll. That's right, because it was Valentine's Day and SP and I were each other's Valentines. I believe that that was the official legal contract that we signed for better podcasting. I can't believe that clause made it in there. I know. Uh, we said on this widely recognized relationship holiday called Valentine's Day, you do you produce a special episode of your hashtag podcast? We had four options. Yes. No, I do not. I take my S.O. out instead. And what is Valentine's Day? Question mark. And it was a very large response of 83% saying no, that they don't. 8% each for yes. And I take my significant other out instead. And nobody said, what is Valentine's Day? Fun fact. SP and I have actually podcast together on Valentine's Day. Dang, I forgot about that. I'm pretty sure we did. I'm um, pretty sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on Twitter, uh, we asked, how long have you been a podcaster? Now, I'm not going to run down all of the responses that we had because we had a lot. But I wanted to mention it on here because... I loved seeing the variety of responses that we had. We had some people who were, you know, pushing 10 plus years. We had some that were, you know, a few months sort of thing. And I want to ask this question. If you're listening now, how long have you been a podcaster? Feel free to get in touch with us. Come to betterpodcasting.com slash 219. Comment there if you want or email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And while you're doing that, Tell us what's your highlight from the time that you've been podcasting. What was your number one highlight? It was really cool to see all of this variety of years of podcasters that we had. Was and I really appreciate everybody's response to that. That was a surprise that we had so many responses there. Now, we usually start the show with a How I Saved My Podcast story, and this is something that you, listener, can send to us about how you saved your podcast. We share it with the class, so to speak, and we all learn from each other's failures. Stephen and I have shared multiple how we shared our podcast stories, and we've also had some great ones for listeners, too. So if you have one, please email it to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And we'd love to start our next show on it. If you do send it to us, make sure you name your show because we definitely want to promote your show since you're taking the time to respond to our show. Also, as a reminder, I know we mentioned this a couple of times in the show. 
On the off weeks, we do a live Q&A, a live chat, however we want to call it, where at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the usual Tuesday, you can come by to Geeks.Live and ask us questions. And we'll also just talk about some of the things that are on our mind related to the current podcast happenings. Uh, if you want to come by to Geeks.Live when we do that, that would be fantastic. The way you can figure this out is you can check out Tuesday, February 25th. That's our next live stream. And it's every other week after that. That's the, the best way there. And we'll eventually, I'm sure, have a proper calendar on betterpodcasting.com. But I'm terrible and I don't have one already. You're terrible. You just need to stop right there. You're terrible. Actually, you know what? You can just come by every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time because we'll always have content then unless, you know, we're taking a week off or something. Yeah, which could happen. But yeah, you're right. We do... Keep the live stream open at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays at geeks.live. We'd love to see you there and take your questions in the off weeks from our regular content. Steven, that was an amazing show. We went through a lot of information. I'm curious from our listeners if they have ever rebooted a show and what they think about it. Me as well. That was terrible English. So for episode number 219 of Better Podcasting. I'm Stephen John Drew saying, please come by betterpodcasting.com and give us your feedback. What would you like to see on there? And I'm SP saying that's Stephen with a PH. See everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.